I, I assume there's still an iTunes podcast chart for this to, to dominate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming from a bim-bam. <laughs> We're coming for the adventure zone. We're coming for Friends of the Table. All you y'all of, ain't shit. You heard of you heard of no bummers? Well, we're all bummers, motherfucker. <laughs> Cereal? Who the fuck is she? <laughs> this already made it to the top of my Spotify Wrapped. Love it. Love it. It's just like here, here's 2021 for you. We know this is all you're listening to. Welcome <laughs> to Island Demeter. <laughs> this is an intro episode for a uh, tabletop role-playing podcast that we've been recording for a while. Um, my name is B. Well, <laughs> my name is B. Uh, I'm your new bub, um, and I am joined today by Sil. Yep. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Just talk. Keishi. Hey, I'm. I'll also pull up my notes. You don't have notes. (laughs) (laughs) I have notes that y'all have to (laughs) deal with, but. um, I believe that Charmy has notes. (laughs) That's also, yes, probably true. That was uh, was Ricky there. Hi, I'm Ricky. And Charmy. Hello, my name is Charmy. We're all a bunch of queers who play games. (laughs) Um, All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> Smash that like. Smash that like and subscribe. <laughs> or or <laughs> just peace. Just get, just get the fuck out. <laughs> just Add, save yourself. from Blue Apron. <laughs> Add islanddemeter.com to your RSS reader. <laughs> so so we are we are here today to talk about... We have recorded the entire season that's about to come out, and we're going to talk a little bit about sort of who we are. We're not the entire cast of of the show, but, you know, some of us have played in every single episode of it. That's me. Um, Some of us have played in, like, eight of them. Some of us have played in two. This is just a group of us who could get here tonight and and chat about why... why why play tabletop role-playing games remotely during quarantine and record them and uh, put them into the world? And the answer, if you ask me at least, is very long. And that's why there's a podcast episode about it. Um, <laughs> but before we do that, I, I'm kind of like curious for y'all. Um, like, what is y'all's relationship with, with tabletop games? Um, I don't know. Does anyone want to just talk briefly about your 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 tabletop experience generally? I, I can start. So I first started playing tabletop RPGs probably around the time I was about nine years old. Um, and then I had different friend groups that played them on different occasions. Probably about three or four different friend groups where I did RPG campaigns. The first thing I ever did in D&D was roll a character. And then in a situation set up by the DM for me to join the party take it too far and roll a crit against one of the other player characters. (laughs) (laughs) 
and they then they survived and everyone was really happy about it and then i decided to kill them uh-huh uh, and so my character executed one of the other party members in the first five minutes of me playing D&D with this group. And that was also the last five minutes I ever played D&D with that group. <laughs> and the last five minutes that group ever played D&D together. <laughs> um, Let's go. And so I've always had an incredibly, for lack of a better word, trolly relationship with RPGs. Like, it's always about kind of fucking with the other players that are playing and fucking with the dm mm -hmm. and i've done a lot of weird things in rpgs because of that and that's always been my relationship to them is just kind of fucking with people and yeah and sometimes not doing that and just having a really good time instead that's uh it. yeah yeah all right uh who's next i'll go since i have a short history mm -hmm. um my first actual experience playing, I feel like role playing was when I was young, when I used to pretend to be a Power Ranger um, with my other friends. Mm -hmm. And then also I used to pretend to be my brother and I would reenact the Muppet Christmas Carol every Christmas, That's which I so feel cool. like is kind of like a tabletop RPG in some ways. But um, I actually didn't start playing tabletop RPGs until a couple years ago when Ricky and um, a bunch of other friends of ours in kind of like the electronic music scene started playing D Dungeons and Dragons. And now we're probably down to playing about once a year. Is that what you would say, Ricky? Like I, once a year gaming. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I had no idea how to do it. And actually, like, as soon as we started playing, as, even though I was really excited about it, I think I realized really quickly that I, like, did not know that the role playing part, like, I thought I was going to be, like, playing a video game or something, you know, and had been doing, like, JRPGs for, like, my whole life or whatever, and thought I was just going to have this character that I was, like, going through the story that was told for me. And in the beginning, especially when we would play, I would get really nervous because I still didn't feel like I wrote this whole backstory for my <clears throat> character. Literally, like, a saga for my character that was its own, like, D&D campaign, essentially. But then we would play... And then I didn't, ha and then my character didn't have a personality, you know, like she had gone through mm -hmm. so much trauma that she had no longer had a personality or something, which, and I just didn't know how to do that. Um, and then I started playing 10 Candles with B and Keishi and Ricky and Sep. And that was when I really felt like that was the first time I really felt like I understood what actual, the actual role playing part of the TTRPG was. Um, and I remember my character fondly. His name was Brad. He was super buff. And we all remember Brad. Like Batman. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll never forget Brad. So that's my history. And <laughs> I really enjoy it. And especially, I think, with the pandemic and just being just like in addition to not really being able to see people, I also feel really misanthropic and like don't want to go outside or see people. Mm -hmm. But seeing this group of people for, I don't know, just like such a wholesome yet like creative activity has been really nice for me. That's what I got to say. I, I will say since, since you brought up Brad that, um, <laughs> first of all, yeah, that was my first experience tabletop role-playing with you specifically Charmy. And yeah, I did not 
get any of the like well i got the anxiety of of doing a a weird bullshit thing together with people like (laughs) there's an inherent anxiety to tabletop game shit i think but also like getting to play uh chad who (laughs) became your love interest at the end of that (laughs) game about the end of the world uh was like one of my favorite like actual role-playing experiences because that's not a thing i usually get into i'm i'm much more the like the i want to be the facilitator and like kind of like play a bunch of things and like figure out where i can help people best but actually like getting to role play just like two bros getting down to fuck (laughs) was like (laughs) yeah i love that (laughs) um how about Sil? Okay, so I feel like this is extra nerdy that as a kid I always wanted to play D&D, but never found anybody to play it with. I played, like, Magic the Gathering with a bunch of middle school boys who I was, like, the only nominally girl person there. But, uh, no, my first TTRPG experience was with you, B, many years ago when we played Apocalypse World. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) We did, like, one session or whatever of it and then it never happened again um god anxiety yes i felt extremely self-conscious um and still do to some extent but like that's part of the fun is pushing through that i think do you remember yeah, anything so we did that and oh, god i remember anything about that game yeah <laughs> the answer can be no <laughs> i mean i feel like we spent a ton of time in setup yeah and then like and I don't even, like, remember getting to play, really. Like, st- maybe starting to, but it was like, oh, yeah, this is the beginning of something, and then we never did it again. Yeah. I, sorry, I asked kind of because I, uh, when choosing games for this uh, podcast, I have avoided Powered by the Apocalypse stuff, which, for people who know, you know. And if you don't, I'm not going to explain it. Sorry. Uh, Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but like I that's a really fucking cool system that a lot of very interesting games have been made in and also I kind of don't fuck with it. But yeah, sorry. Go on, Sil. So then I didn't play anything ever again because that was such a terrible experience. No. Mm-hmm. Um but I just I didn't have the opportunity. <laughs> um and then last summer, not this horrible hell summer, but the horrible hell summer before that, my brother and who played D D as a teen in his mid-40s, I think now, um, decided he really wanted to do a campaign with his two kids who are uh, were 10, 9 or 10, and 5 at the time. So we, when we were together for like a couple weeks over the summer, he like designed a campaign and I played D&D with my brother-in-law, my sister, a 9-year-old, a 5-year-old, and then my 5-year-old child. And that shit was hilarious. It was extremely chaotic. Uh, <laughs> uh, playing D and D with five year olds is amazing, um, <laughs> and I really liked it. And I was like, "This fucking rolls." Yeah. And then my third experience, I suppose, with tabletop RPGs was earlier in quarantine. Be when you um, started doing these ones, and that's it. And it's really good, and I'm really liking it. And um, I'm sure I'll have more to say about it as we go on. Ricky? Um, <clears throat> I guess... 
Ever since I was really, really, really little, I've always just kind of been obsessed with stories of all different sorts. And not only the stories themselves, but also just like storytelling in general and how people do that and the ways that people do that. So like, you know, me and my dad would, there was a period where he got fired. So all we did was stay up really way too late for someone who had to be at school the next day and watch tons of movies that he bootlegged from movie gallery or blockbuster. Hell yeah. And I would read tons of books, all that kind of stuff. Um, the first time I played a tabletop role-playing game was just, I had this like nerd crew in high school and one of my friends um, was like, let's play D&D. And I'd never done it before. And he walked us all through the character creation process. And, you know, me thinking I was a boy at the time, I would probably made some character that was like, an elf who was also an assassin who carried two knives on his fucking feet and shit. And so uh, that does sound into... femish shit also, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. you know. so my first inclination as we go into like our first combat session was like, I'm going to do some like badass action movie shit. Some like, cool as fuck stuff i'm gonna i'm gonna jump off this fucking creature shoot a bow and arrow at this dude and then throw a knife at this other guy and i'm like this is gonna be sick and the person running the game was like okay well your difficulty is gonna be ridiculously high you're gonna need to take all these penalties and all this and so of course i fail that ridiculously and probably took damage myself or like hurt a teammate something funny Mm -hmm. as things tend to go and i think it was kind of in that moment that i realized that like oh this isn't i probably didn't realize it at the time but looking back on it i think i realized that like this doesn't have to be a like this doesn't have to be like weird power fantasies you know this can also be about failure and friction in like ways that are especially nurturing and useful when you are playing out those ideas of failure and fiction with people you love and hold close to you. And I think that that is what excites me so much about tabletop RPGs is that not only are you getting to just create a story seemingly out of thin air with a group of people that you hold dear, but you also get to like create these ways that you fail and then continue on you know you you create these ways that your character fumbles but then grows out of that or something and i just think that that's so useful and beautiful and wonderful and unlike if you try to write a book or you try to write a story down or you try to make a game or something you're gonna feel like you have to adhere to all these standards of quality that probably aren't even your own standards you know you have to adhere to a certain amount of like seriousness or whatever but with tabletop RPGs, you can like go between some really heartfelt serious shit and like the goofiest shit you've ever thought of you know and uh, i kind of thought of that when you were talking about our 10 candles game charmy because i think that game that game is one of my favorite experiences i've ever had tabletop role-playing precisely because we hit some like pretty emotional and like meaningful moments between our characters but then at the same time i was playing an 80 year old woman who stole the heir to the johnny rockets milkshake fortune mm-hmm. <laughs> so that she could follow her dream of becoming a football player that's true uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, <She ain't> lying. <laughs> and and all of that works it you know it doesn't there's no reason why any of that doesn't work and that's why it's so fucking cool and why i wish like i just wish everyone could play these things i don't know i didn't really talk about my history with tabletop rpgs so much as i did just preach about how i like them but do you guys ever use the video camera during the zoom meeting kind of as a mirror Constantly. Yes. I think everyone does. I think most people only look at their face when they're on Zoom calls. Well, I really want to see if there's something in my mouth. I I, I can talk for a minute and you can just kind of go off. 
Um, I, I'm, I'm glad that, um, that I, that I get to go after Ricky because, uh, I, I fundamentally agree with her on some points and I fundamentally disagree with her on others. You motherfucker. Um, cause I don't give a fuck about stories. Um, I also think tabletop games are a really, really incredible way to, I, I guess for me, it's like, it's about play. Like there is a, there is, okay. <laughs> there is a play that happens in, in tabletop role playing that I don't know that I've ever experienced outside of it. And just to like, I guess do the, the, the very broad overview of my history is like, I was basically running tabletop games before I knew they were a thing that existed. I, I was basically LARPing with like my little brother before I was, I don't know, eight or something. Um, and then like I found D and D and ran it on and off for like 15 years for like such a bizarre group, such a bizarre different group of people, like from like just family members and just trying to make it work that, and when it never did to like, like friends who I deeply disliked but i had to call them friends because they were the people who also liked video games in the high school that i went to to like people who i really appreciated but uh didn't know how to actually become friends with yeah so I, i've been running these things for fucking ages and like specifically with D D, like my my association with it was just like I was the person who ran it, so I was the person who knew that I didn't know shit about what was actually supposed to happen. Like, I knew that there was, like, systems around getting rations to go on journeys, and I was just like, yeah, I read that part of the book, and I don't give a fuck. And no one else has read this book, so I don't have to deal with this at all. Um, <laughs> and that's, like, kind of my approach to games. <laughs> in general but especially tabletop games is like yeah there are rules here but like the important thing is the table like for me like it's not i don't know like a decade ago i wrote a long essay about how great dungeons and dragons is because it gives the possibility of like uh dialectics so you know i'm a weird shithead call me trans asshole That's what everyone says about you, all of those. It's it's true. <laughs> um But yeah, I, I I have been wanting to do this sort of podcast for like a minute and it's very friends of the table influenced, but like I in a very different way, because I'm not the kind of person who will who will think about, you know, what rules will best serve the story in any given moment i am the kind of person who will facilitate in a way that maybe hopefully gets people to do some weird bullshit that they might not do otherwise um, which i i feel like you were very successful at because i feel like that's pretty much what this whole this whole series ended up being yeah that's yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> what it's like your superpower b that's true <laughs> should we get to the part where we talk about the games we played yeah sure i although you absolutely triggered me and i have to say that um when you said larping at like before you knew what larping is uh i then remembered that uh me and several other girls who also turned out to be queer later on shockingly um (laughs) larped the shit out of 
the fucking Wheel of Time series by Robert Jordan. Um, Boo. In middle school, <laughs> Just... despite not knowing what LARPing was. All right, so we have like this is going to be my next <laughs> spent way more time introducing ourselves than I intended for us to. So let's go through the games we're playing because this is going to go up before anyone has heard us play any of these games. So mm-hmm. the first game we play is uh, Tiny Stories by Mamados. Uh, uh, that seems wrong. The wrong way to pronounce that, but all right. Uh, we just yeah, on. we can just move on. Um, <laughs> so, uh, me, Keishi, Ricky, and Charmy all were in that game. Do any of y'all want to just sort of like introduce that briefly, or I don't remember. It was Oops. in April. <laughs> I do remember, and you don't want to know why I remember because I've listened to the edited podcast episode where <laughs> we played it. Mm-hmm. In <laughs> I really should have listened to this before we did this episode. It's a it's a great recording, and uh, look forward to that, listeners. <laughs> so, <laughs> so roughly, it's a it's a uh, it's like a one page role playing game where we like everyone plays as one character. That's sort of the the hook. Is there there are very few rules. You basically like go around and establish a world, which in our game turns out to be like. Um, Real world setting, but Groundhog's Day, and it's a dude who wants to just keep living in Groundhog's Day and not get a job. (laughs) And his name was Praxis. Yeah. (laughs) It was was Praxis said in a hot girl voice. Yes. Praxis said in a hot girl voice. Praxis. Um. (laughs) <laughs> that that recording has access. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah that that first episode is a fucking killer, as far as I'm concerned, and I've listened to it a hundred <laughs> times. So anyway, uh, the second game we played uh, it was Take My Revolution, which is a hack of firebrands that is based on utena and that one had of the people who are here ricky and sil played sil do you do you want to try to introduce the the game in which you were the main character (laughs) yes but please jump in at any time okay so i've never seen revolutionary girl utena but we were all gay um Mm -hmm. we were all at school and also potentially becoming giant flower weapon avatars of something that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And you could just say it was horny. <laughs> <laughs> it was very horny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that game was fun because for me because I got to play a stuck up rich person. And that's not usually the kind of characters I tend to play. And yeah. We had a very bizarre scene in an elevator. Um yeah. Everyone, <laughs> everyone wanted to fuck Sill. Uh, it was, yeah, it was a end. I swear in, to God, it was not my fault. Yeah, you named yourself <laughs> Smith, so you did name I yourself named myself Poppy, and Ricky decided Poppy was short for. I did. <laughs> I never no, no, remember he has anything. The tape. He has the tape, but it wasn't me. And well, that's pretty. Um, that's that was retroactive because everybody wanted to fuck me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the third game is Maxim to Plowshares, which I played by myself. That system is one that I definitely have a lot of 
critical issues with that came up during that recording, but also when me and Ricky played it a couple episodes later. But that also, like, kind of started... I, as I hope is clear from those first two descriptions, those two games had nothing to do with each other. Yeah. <laughs> but, like... Unless you find the clues <laughs> that we put throughout each episode. It's all part of the Island Demeter cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You have to you have to keep watching for the next ten years, and then you'll finally figure it out. It's fun playing a game, and then we all think we're all wrapped up, and then, like, BW signs on to Discord, and, like, Kool-Aid Man's through the wall and asks <laughs> us to join the Island Demeter Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and yes, we, we're also advertising for the military industrial company. Yes. Uh, yes. No, if there's one thing. <laughs> there's one thing we all agree on here. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Radio Free Asia. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. Um, <laughs> um, the, the thing I was going to say was uh, that. The Mechs into Plowshares game sort of starts a small story that does, in fact, kind of roll through, like, episode eight or so. Like, it, um, there are, there are, there are callbacks for a handful of episodes in the middle of this thing. Then, the next one is the Moss Creeps Stone Crumbles game. Not the one that Syl was on, just the one with me and Ricky and Adam. So it's the first, whatever, 50 years of that <laughs> terrible and also incredible um telephone pictionary game this was kind of the first game where we read the rules and we read like what the designer's intentions were for it and then very much took it in the wrong direction <laughs> kind of on purpose i think smaller stories that don't have conflict definitely probably have I don't know, there's a ways to make that work, and all stories are necessary in that regard, but, like, I really like where we ended up taking that game, and I really well, wish there was a way for the visual component to work <laughs> for people. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna drop the, the OBS video of me fucking around <laughs> in <laughs> Roll20 for, like, 150 hours. <laughs> like, sorry. That's for the real fans. <laughs> You should post the the final drawing for sure. I will. Um, we we will get back to that because the next recording is the second recording of Mechs into Plowshares, which was uh, me and Ricky's recording mm. of that that two player version of Mechs into Plowshares we played. I think that game is also up there for one of my most favorite role playing sessions because so much of it was dependent on me coming up with stuff. <laughs> To where I was just like, man, I don't know. But that game also did some of what I was talking about earlier of like going to really goofy extremes, but then also quiet, emotional and intense moments. Yeah. And there's just some like really nice moments that we were able to get to. I think, I don't know, maybe I don't have anything of value to say to it other than that was really good and fun. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think that's true. I'm proud of it. I'm proud of it. (laughs) I mean, so yeah, so Mechs into Plowshare specifically is like about uh, turning a mech into a plowshare, as in, you know, you have to oh, yeah. farm with a mech, basically. Um, it's, a, it's a complicated thing, but we're kind of also yeah. charming. Is that like you had yeah. something to say? No, I just remember you talking about it during another game. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. the Echo game. We're about to get there, because, well, we have two more. There's yeah. um, 
There's the second part of Moss Creepstone Crumbles, which is when it comes into a true shit show. And <laughs> Syl joined at this point. Um, so do you want to try? <laughs> sure. Well, so I walked in and yeah, this was like Ricky was saying the first instance of like me being like, what is this tender, queer, cozy shit? <laughs> this is not what I thought ETRPGs were, but okay. And then I realized that that's not what's happening at all. And I mean, you said the last 50 years of this beast life, but I mean, in that 50 years, I feel like time was completely dismantled, as well as space and reality. Mm -hmm. And as is the power of life, you mean deaths and rebirths and um, yeah, I I tried to kill Anthony so many times and (laughs) y'all wouldn't let me. I really wanted to tell any other story, but it just didn't happen. Sorry. (laughs) It was so good. The next game was uh, You'll Find a Rainbow, which was was me and Ricky and Syl. And I feel like this is the game I have talked the most about to just random people who don't give a fuck what I'm talking about. But I and you know, I'm like at work and I just need to say things sometimes. The reason for both of those things, you talking a lot about it and people not giving a fuck is because the game is is based on album mm-hmm. it's uh <laughs> yes it is it is uh a riff on on rent uh, on rainbow by kesha which is <laughs> arguably the best pop um, <laughs> the best pop album of all time and by arguably i mean <laughs> i think this to be true um <laughs> but it's it's a game about like being being a weird space queer and doing stuff and it's the <laughs> The the episode you will listen to, listener, if you, you know, have even lasted this long, is uh, <laughs> basically 45 minutes of us talking shit about how annoying this game is <laughs> to, to read and play, and then 45 minutes of the most joyful play I have maybe ever had in a in a tabletop role-playing experience. B, um, I think you should have more faith in not just your, but our listeners. Mm-hmm. Not only are they still listening, but they've called in their friends and loved ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not pretend as if people aren't gathering their whole families together despite <laughs> the COVID restrictions on Christmas Day <laughs> to listen to the first episode of Island of Meter. Get in here. People are getting <laughs> You'll never believe this. <laughs> um, but B, I wanted to touch on something you actually just said about. I fucking hate about. all of y'all. <laughs> it's okay. We hate ourselves too. Um, um, but I wanted to touch on something you said earlier about how uh, we talked a lot of shit on the game and its rules and like how hard it was to play and read. And then had just like a wildly great time. And I think that describes our experiences with a lot of these games. Just that like, you know, with the Moss Creepstone Crumbles game, mm-hmm. we were kind of like, uh, tender queer bullshit, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then we like did what tabletop RPGs are kind of best at, which is like we adapted them to suit our needs. Not even necessarily adapted, but we displayed them the ways that best suited us. And because of that, had really wonderful times and experiences. Yeah, I think that's, for me, that's, like, sort of earlier why I said, like, my orientation is toward the table for any of these games. Like, what I what I want to do is have an enjoyable time with my friends who I have gathered together, despite the fact that it is fucking impossible <laughs> to get people together, even before COVID. Yeah. 
Like, the act of mm-hmm. actually playing a role-playing game is such a huge lift. I don't see why you wouldn't make sure that everyone is having fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Uh, so, Echo. Ricky, Syl, Charmy. I also don't really remember <laughs> this one. Charmy. Okay, first of all, that was my first time playing with Charmy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the maybe the first time that like we've hung out in life or virtually, whereas like I don't know, just like it, like starting to see who you were in like a really wonderful way. I mean, my summary of that game is that Bill the mech from Cinda Plowshares, long after it, it should have had a well-deserved rest, uh, was harassed by a bunch of terrible children. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that was super cool. It was so fun. Hey. Wait a second! That was your catchphrase. That was your catchphrase. Oh my god! Oh man! Oh, that was sick. But there was also like still some of the deeply emotional, beautiful stuff going on by the end. Yeah, it was like very melancholy <laughs> that game was so much fun and it's the only maybe one of the only tabletop RPG games i've played where still to this day i think about stuff that i wish i would have done in it mm-hmm. like or just like because that story i mean what we were doing was felt so neat as it applied to like several different systems yeah just just to the point where like the the setting of that game just still makes gears turn in my head or something and i think that's pretty special yeah, my favorite joke from, I think, both Charmy and Syl in this season is in that episode. Uh, the next game uh, was another solo game for me. I played Alone Among the Stars, which is a game where you're like an adventurer who flies from, from planet to planet and discovers things. And I played it incorrectly, because as much as I am a systems nerd, I am I'm a social systems nerd and not a... Uh, tabletop systems nerd so uh sometimes i miss rules and that is uh part of the joy of playing them sorry to uh to put you on the spot again ricky but the next game is the erasure game that me and you and adam played oh man and uh this one was a really genuinely difficult one for me to edit because uh we played it over two sessions and for the first one, I was in the most dissociative episode I've ever been in in my life. So I genuinely, like, was listening back to the recording and didn't, like, it wasn't like I was, like, surprised by what I had said. I was just like, I don't remember any of this. Yeah. And I didn't remember it as I was saying it. And the most surprising part about that is, like, it still kind of comes out coherent, which is, I guess, testament to to you and Adam. <laughs> um yeah, because I remember you you told us in the second session, you know, about what you were going through when we did the first one. And I, I think we were all surprised that, like, not surprised, but we were just like, oh, wow, like, you were, still played a very coherent game, you know? Yeah, no, I'm I'm very, yeah. very good at uh, at masking when I'm dissociating. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah so good job yeah <laughs> thanks do you do you have an overview of that game yeah you know the thing i remember most about that game and maybe i'm projecting myself a little bit but i want to say i remember us all being a little apprehensive going into it given mm-hmm. what the game is about yep 
you know, because the game itself is correct me if I'm wrong, B, but I want to say if I remember correctly, the game's about you are a queer character and you have you choose several different things about yourself, about mm-hmm. your personality or maybe even just about your history. Mm-hmm. Um, and through mechanics, you are gradually getting rid of these different things you've come up with about your character essentially like erasing pieces of yourself to be able to fit into the different situations you're in. You right. know, it's, it's essentially about like queer assimilation into like cis heteropatriarchy. Yes. Um, and it's played through um, uh, one truth and two lies, basically. Yeah. And I remember I, I'm, I'm not someone who wants to like shy away from like serious stuff in a tabletop game, you know, but I definitely went into that game just being like, well, I'm not going to talk about my own personal shit in this mm-hmm. game. So instead, my character is going to be tangentially related to Rob Zombie in some yep. fashion. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, still, you know, uh, as we've kind of hit on a lot in this discussion, just like the game still had weight to it, despite us kind of trying or at least me kind of trying to divert the subject away from something as serious as like ignoring your queer self it still felt like it had like emotional heft to it and i was yeah. appreciative of that yeah it was cool also a weirdly funny episode um yeah like <laughs> yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of jokes that actually really work including from the part where i literally was not able to form short-term memories because of gender dysphoria shit <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, Gender, the biggest joke of all. True. <laughs> False? Hold on. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I might, as a non-binary person, feel both ways about this. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty funny. I got jokes sometimes. Yeah. Um, The next game is uh, me and Charmy. The... Uh, <laughs> Together Among the Stars game. It's the the two player version of Alone Among the Stars that I that had played alone right before Erasure. And if there's a one of these that is wholesome, yeah, I suppose it is a very it was a very wholesome game. It was super magical. We were some fish people having a great time, just discovering stuff, finding out some secrets in different planets, um, making some friends along the way. There were cats somewhere, I think. The cloud kittens. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, they're cloud kitties. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, I was I was as we were doing the game, I was like drawing out so that yeah we had a map for where we're going or something i actually don't remember why i was drawing it but it was fun to draw it they're cute i don't think there was any uh reason you were drawing it that i knew of i just found out you were drawing it after and then you sent me some pictures and i was like (laughs) this is fucking incredible i loved that game i definitely made sure to at the end of that recording include the fact that we are going to play part two so that there can be a (laughs) <laughs> season two of Island Demeter. Season two. Season two. I'm, I'm here largely as a, a as a teaser for season two. Yeah. That's I'm actually gonna... false. There's one more game. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> you've been you've had like the admin menu from your Discord up the entire time and like hovering your mouse over block. <laughs> uh no, there's there's one last game. I have not edited this, so I don't really know I don't remember it at this point, but uh the home game. For Sil's birthday. Uh, I'm bummed I wasn't. I remember it because I was not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
Wow, what a call up. Okay. Wow. Casey, <laughs> um, <laughs> Sill, uh, who wants to who wants to talk about home? So it's um, it's a great example of games as tender queer bullshit. Um, True. <laughs> Uh, I think there's something in there like this almost certainly wasn't isn't what it really says. But my memory is like, make sure that you're playing this with a pod that you truly love. (laughs) It was like a warning, like, you know, emotional barriers are going to come crashing down. So, you you know, make sure that you're in a a place of support and trust. And it's just like, no, please. God, (laughs) it was a great experience. But I feel like. I'm also of two minds about it. I feel like we had a good time with it and we turned it into our own game that we did some incredibly strange things with. And also, to be entirely fair, we didn't give it as fair of a shake as we could have. Let the record show that still (laughs) is not approving of me having said that. (laughs) But yeah, basically you go through and then room by room, you sort of all describe a house that you live in and you use your description of the house as a way of describing your relationship to each other in different ways. That sounds Um, neat. You have character names, but it seems like the implication is you're supposed to be playing as yourself and not like me... Like I played as a middle-aged Asian woman who, like, business professional. You love playing alien. You love playing a middle Asian, <laughs> middle-aged Asian woman business professional. Uh, um, I was going to actually love bring playing that, up. that kind of person. You're <laughs> really, really good at playing those characters, though. I had a character in Ten that was a. Uh, Marie Kondo ish a little bit mm-hmm. and oh my god shut up <laughs> oh uh the name of the book is uh, discovering yourself and rediscovering yourself <laughs> no he had one book called just to be clear yeah yeah she had yeah, one yeah. book that was called discovering herself and then she after you know a few years she had another sequel come out to that first original book called rediscovering <laughs> yourself <laughs> I <have been> incredible <laughs> That's really uh, in every game he has ever ran where i had the opportunity to make my own character that wasn't a part of like a specific set i have played a, a middle-aged professional asian woman sorry a, a middle asian <laughs> middle asian aged ripe <laughs> just about ready to fall off the just so professional just so accomplished I have to say this was my first game with Casey, right Casey? Uh, I think uh, it might have been maybe other than the game of life baby oh. um, but I did not feel trolled by you any more than I felt like we were all trolling the game yes yeah. we all decided up front to just troll the game. Well, we decided <laughs> specifically to um, to play a game where we all were together in a house. And I think at, at one point I was like, this is, lends itself to like a genre thing, right? Like, should we be in like a haunted house or like a what kind of house should it be? And I don't remember who was just like, what if we all... What if we all secretly chose our own genres and didn't tell everyone else in the game what they were? <laughs> and everyone what? else guess what genre our character is from. Yeah. So my That's character. That's an incredible idea. Yeah. So I was, was the. Brilliant. That's the jaded <laughs> woman that is like a professional. You know, that, and, and that's. 
And that's the only one we're going to spoiler for the listeners. <laughs> um. You could just beep out, beep that out. I think that'd be, that'd be a, a fun I, treat for them to hear. Just beep. You guys, I I think I have to go now, though, in yeah. a second. Or how much more time? I think I I, the, I was doing the wrap up. I don't want to cut in the middle. Okay, <laughs> yeah, wrap up. Oh. So, listeners, you can expect much more of our on point and always. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I was trying to make a joke about how we're never on topic. Super good jokes, super focused, super telling you about what's what in the TTRPG world. <laughs> yeah. Like and subscribe. Dakota and Demita, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Fuck off. <laughs> that is the intro for every single one of these podcasts. Yep. yep. <laughs> Done. Also, just for the, the listeners, Ricky threw up the horns when the Wheel of Time got mentioned. Uh, yeah, but I have to say, all I know about that series is that it's long, and I never read it because I was like <laughs> so long. <laughs> yeah, we read those books like some sort of dick measuring contest, right? Like <laughs> they were long, exactly. They were long, and we read them, and we would talk obsessively about them, and which which clan or whatever we were part of uh were, and i don't remember any of them which sorry is probably to the good were they um were they hard <sighs> good lord all right i'm confused <laughs> I'm, I'm, confu- I'm so confused I'm i don't i don't understand where that question fit in dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> You don't know how it would fit, Ricky? We're gonna, oh, <laughs> we're gonna get an explicit text. <laughs>